0: Listen up, sports fans, football season is heating up and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football. Basketball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet sides, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in game live action on every major league event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag to open an account and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code ZABE. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Today on the ZabeCast, silly me, I thought Reuben Foster's career was over as recently as Monday. Little did I know the Redskins are running the Alabama Rehab Clinic for battered reputations. Notorious J.A.Y. will join me, and while he's not wrong about Lamar Jackson and quarterback stereotypes, he was wrong about a lot else. All that plus how much would you pay for a sport coat? Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go.
1: <laughs> Here we go.
0: Wednesday, November 28, 2018. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right to it. My Redskins signed troubled linebacker Reuben Foster formerly of the San Francisco 49ers, formerly of the Alabama Crimson Tide, more on that in a second, uh, they picked him up off of waivers, or they claimed him off of waivers, which is the same thing as signing him. You're, a, you're a crawling into his contract situation from the Niners. It just doesn't matter. It's a distinction without a difference, or a difference without a distinction. One of the two. Either way, I just... I just shake my head and I think, oh, so this is us now. This is our team. We're going to be the ones that say, hey, why not? As Steve Spurrier once said famously of, I think, Daryl Gardner? No, not Daryl Gardner. Oh, boy. Uh, Former defensive lineman uh, of the Raiders, Daryl Russell? Yes, as Spurrier once said, he's not in jail, is he? And the answer to Reuben Foster is no, he's not in jail. But he is also now quickly not eligible to play because the NFL and Roger Goodell's posse swooped right in after the Redskins claimed him and said, ha ha, not so fast. Now look, could he play this year for the Redskins? In theory, yes. But the NFL would have to move in with its CSI shield People to investigate and take sworn statements and find out what really happened between him and his girlfriend at the hotel room the night before their game against Tampa and then somehow clear him of all that, absorb the PR hit around the holidays and say, okay, Redskins, he's yours to use. And then the Redskins would have to get him up to speed and play him in the final five weeks. I just don't see it. So let's spin it ahead to this year or to next year. I think he's going to get a 6 game suspension by the league at a minimum. So now we're talking about you know 11 games at best. Assuming Ruben Foster can stay out of trouble between now and 6 weeks into the 2019 season. Maybe he can, I don't know. I just don't think it's really worth it. He's a good player, first round pick, potentially great player. But you cannot count on him. You can't trust him. It's not just one incident. It is now repeated incidents along the way. It's going back to the combine when he, A, not only failed a drug test, but B, got into an argument with a hospital worker when waiting to be tested and had to be sent home from the combine. You can say, well, that was blown out of proportion and people kind of jumped the gun. Hey, it's not hard, the combine. You show up. You run around in your underwear, you talk to some teams, and you be a pro for a couple of days. He couldn't do that. And then, of course, there was the previous incident where he allegedly beat up his girlfriend. His girlfriend then recanted, said she made it all up in an effort to get money out of him. Okay, whatever, I'm dubious. Fine. Apparently, that was the same woman that he was with when she called the police again on Saturday night in Tampa. I don't know even what to make of that. All I know is I wouldn't count on Reuben Foster being a contributor to my football team if my life depended upon it. I think this guy is going to be a washout, and I'd be shocked if he ever plays for the Redskins. So look, we're now going to be the punching bag of the league and punching bag of the national media, and they're going to pile on all the old tired Redskins stories of the past, and it's just going to be a bit of a headache. But don't worry – the Redskins and, and uh, Doug Williams put out a statement saying, in essence, we know we take domestic violence very seriously. Oh, do you? And Rubens going to have to go through all kinds of steps, a rigorous rehabilitation process. He will have to be cleared by the league. Duh, we know that. Before he ever wears the burgundy and gold. Well, thank God for that. He must take this seriously. Or he must be really, really good. Or you think he's really, really good. But in the statement, the Redskins said that Doug Williams consulted with the numerous Alabama players, the Bama boys on the Redskins squad. It's either five or six. Don't quote me on how many. A bunch of them. Who all vouched for Ruben Foster. And I said, no. This is no way to run a team. Of course the players are going to stick up for him. Who's going to say, oh, no, Reuben? No, he, he was our team at Alabama, but, man, what a bag of shit he is. Don't sign him. Of course they're going to say he got a bad break. Of course they're going to say he's really a good dude. Of course they're going to say we now can bring him in to the warm embrace of the Bama Boys Rehabilitation Club, and he's going to be a great Redskin. It's almost like I thought signing – or picking up Reuben Foster, claiming him was a bad idea. The fact that Doug Williams admitted in the release that they talked to the Alabama players who all vouched for him makes it 10 times worse. Do you think this is how it's done in New England? I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air. A couple more quick things before we get to Notorious J.A.Y. The match, Tiger versus Phil even though it turned out to be quite dull, even though I think it was arranged to be a purse split anyway behind the scenes, even though Bleacher Report slash Turner had to refund everyone's money because they couldn't figure out how to stream something on the internet in 2018 and charge people for it, apparently it went well enough they want to make it a franchise. They're hoping to do another one of these next year, which I'm not against. Just do it right next year. Get some guys who will actually talk some trash. Maybe get the Baker Bay boys. SB2K whatever guys. Spieth and Ricky and Thomas and Smiley. Maybe film this thing in the Bahamas. Let them play shirtless. Get them a little bit tipsy. Liquored up just a bit. Let them ride golf carts so it goes quicker. Put a clock out there so we're not standing over putts forever. There's ways to do this kind of a thing that would be more interesting. So let's Hope if it is a franchise, the sequels are better than the original. Tim Murray made a good point on Twitter. Our boy, he said, the Duke North Carolina football game next year is going to fe- be sponsored by AARP. David Cutcliffe, sixty-five. Mac Brown, sixty-eight. Nothing against old guys. I am one and getting older all the time. But still, you got to think to yourself: What if you're a young assistant, a hungry? Young assistant coach, grinding, trying to get your break. You know you could coach. You know if you were just given the chance. And they're bringing back these dinosaurs. Oof. ABC is going to do all three days of the NFL draft this spring, and it's going to be in Smashville. Great choice of city. I've never been, but I've heard. I want to go. Nashville should be awesome. And what's interesting is that ABC will do all three days. This is the first time in a long time that I can recall any sports property that has gone against the current of everything is falling to cable. Everything is falling to cable. Everything is falling to cable. This one's going to swim the other direction and go to network TV. And as far as I understand it, I haven't read any further, but sounds like it's not going to be on the NFL network and it's not going to be on ESPN. Of course, ABC is ESPN, ESPN, same deal, but interesting. And finally, this one from somebody on Twitter. Karma may have gotten the Jaguars in the end. They point out that, remember when the Jaguars early in the season were off to a good start and they were killing the Jets one day and they decided to go for two, even though they're up a billion in the fourth quarter? And it was like, wow, okay, Doug Marone's a real asshole. How about that? He claimed afterwards, well, I just, I was looking at the the chart and the chart says, uh, by our score, we should go uh, go for two. Apparently, since that time, the Jaguars haven't won a game. They've now benched Blake Bortles. They have fired an offensive coordinator. And there is and Leonard Fournette's been suspended a game. Karma. It's a bitch. And it never forgets. All right, time to get to Notorious. J A Y, my man from Charm City. All right, Jay, let's start with your thoughts on week number 12 in the NFL. Go. Uh,
1: well, the Chargers are really good. Uh, the NFC East what the hell is going on with that division
0: <laughs> wait till next week there'll be three teams at six and six when the Eagles beat the Redskins and the Cowboys lose to the Saints six and six six and six six uh, and six
1: Mike McCarthy will go down as one of the worst coaches to ever win a Super Bowl he stinks uh, yes. The Raiders have given up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how long are Eagles fans going to live on that we won the Super Bowl thing? Because, boy, did they stink.
0: Yeah, but they pulled it out because how do you defend not giving Saquon Barkley more than five touches? Four, four touches. Four Four touches. Four four, five, five, whatever the number was. The guy is Jim Brown incarnate in the first half. Ooh,
1: ooh.
0: I'm just saying that's, he.
1: That, that's a big statement. You uh, call him Jim Brown. 130, that's a big 135
0: total yards, two touchdowns in the first half alone. Hmm. Uh, all right. How about this? <laughs> he is Priest Holmes incarnate in the first half. <laughs> there
1: you go. I'll take that one. <laughs> okay. Don't say Jim Brown.
0: And did you know Pat Shermer very angrily said uh, that didn't lose the game. Wait, it, yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> he was dismissive of it. Like, you you, you people are too dumb to understand how play calling works in the NFL. By the way, he ran Wayne Gallman for a whole series in the second half. Wayne fucking Gallman. They spend a second-round pick on a guy who is a generational talent in Saquon Barkley, who's got thighs the size of Redwoods. And it's like, no, let's let him get some carries. Moron.
1: Remember there was a time when we thought NFL coaches were smart and they knew more than we did? That whole thing is over now.
0: They know Minnesota. more. They know more about football than we do, but they are. I don't think they do. Eh, I don't think no. They not, they, they that's know the way more, they talk Jay. To people. Jay, they know more, but the majority of NFL coaches, probably two thirds or more, coach out of fear and coach out of superstition, and they coach out of the cliches of the game that they I. believe Doug, have to be upheld.
1: I e. Doug Marone. Like huh. I think I know more about football than Doug Marone.
0: Really, they could identify a cloud blitz and uh, cover four, uh, cover I, two I, slice, I, uh, you know what, uh, jet protections, you know how to do all that shit?
1: Here's what I would know. That number five, <laughs> he sucks. He's never played for me ever. He wouldn't have played for me in week two. That's what I do know. Do you, know, if you if, couldn't see that.
0: Do you know if they get rid of Blake Bortles this winter, it'll cost him a $16 million cap hit, like a dead cap hit, which would be the largest in history, all you know, because – you serve serves him right. All because – right. And here's how this is how teams often think. We got so close to the Super Bowl last year, and you had a guy in Bortles who was pretty good last year. Let's not rock the boat. Let's put more money in the meter and hope that he is better than we've seen so far. Stupid, stupid. Again, they it, it, they they made a long term decision about a player. Based simply on outcomes. This is why Jay, I always say, never confuse outcomes for analysis. Just because somebody wins or loses doesn't sh- shouldn't change the analysis of are we actually any good. But when you win, you go, well, we must be good. We won the game.
1: I.e., Trent Dilfer. Yeah, won the Super Bowl and his butt was jettisoned the next season. Now, of it course, didn't work out well for the Ravens, right? But still, they were better without him <laughs> than they were with him.
0: They went after the hot free agent quarterback du jour,
1: Elvis Gerback,
0: out of Kansas City, former Michigan man, and he sucked on ice. Played what one year in Baltimore, and then it was gone. One year,
1: he didn't suck. What? But he he didn't what? Suck.
0: All right, I'm gonna I, find I it right like now.
1: Na- I think they were like nine and seven, weren't they?
0: Well, then why do he only last one year?
1: I just they just didn't go back to the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, I thought he played one year and then retired. Here we all go. Right. We go. We go to the there truth. Oh, Jay, Jay, you are not going to like this.
1: I was. I was told, okay. I, I, I've been here. Wrong we before. go. I'll be wrong again.
0: Elvis. Elvis Gerbeck played one year for Baltimore at age right. thirty-one. Started all fourteen games. He played fourteen games. Started all fourteen. Missed two to injury. Went eight and six. But was a fifty-six percent completion guy with fifteen touchdowns and wait for it. Wait for it. Eleven, you say. Yes. Is that your do you want a lifeline? Uh, or is that your final okay. answer?
1: I'll go with sixteen.
0: Okay, and the answer is Oh, you underbid Jay. 18 <laughs> interceptions! <laughs> Thank you for playing the game of the Stats is Right. (laughs) That could be a game like, all right, Elvis Guerrero played one season. What was his completion percentage and what was his touchdowns to INTs? Yeah, I think he retired after that uh, because he just didn't have the stomach for playing football. He was a guy, and there are guys like this, Jay, who are good at football. They just don't love football.
1: But he was better than Trent Dilfer. Was he?
0: Yes. Was he better than 56 completion, uh, 56% fifty six completions
1: and I then 15 over
0: 18, I, 18?
1: I personally know a wide receiver on that team who was happy as a pig in shift when they got rid of Trent Dilfer because they said he sucked as a quarterback. I know that for a fact.
0: Well, let's see. Uh, Trent Dilfer's one year in Baltimore, Jay. Sorry to say he was 59%. And he was twelve over eleven at least. So Didn't at take least... a lot of
1: shots. And Trent Dilfer was very unspectacular. Then now, do you know who the starter was before uh, they they benched Trent Dilfer? You'll know this. You uh, better know this because uh, he was on. a Redskin for a hot minute.
0: Well, yeah, Tony Banks.
1: There you go. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Uh, yards per attempt six point six that one year in Baltimore for Trent Dilfer. Elvis Gerback is one year yards per attempt six point five. So Jay. Every bit of your recollection is wrong. Congratulations. Your yes. hatred. <laughs> Wait a of, minute. Wrong.
1: I'm wrong by like a yard. You're wrong no, like by like 20? You, no, oh you, my God.
0: You kept insisting things like, oh no, Dil, uh, Gerbach played more than one season. and eh. You're like, Oh, uh, yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, you know what? But record, he was better Jack, than – I and said you're like, one season. And you're like, he's better than Trent Dilfer. And I'm like, no, he, he wasn't by any measure. He wasn't Jesus. better completions. He wasn't better in yards per attempt. He wasn't better in win-losses.
1: Okay, as you said last week about one of your friends, just because you get loud does not make you correct. No, the loud, so,
0: the loud adds <laughs> extra sauce to my argument, my friend.
1: I am, I am not saying there's no way you can ever tell me that uh, Trent Dilfer was better than Elmsberg. You right. know what? Let's move on. All
0: right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to the Lamar Jackson experience, which continues two and zero now. Didn't run the ball nearly as much. What's the buzz in Baltimore on Lamar Jackson now? All
1: right, Dave. We're going to we're we're going to talk. We're going to play with the elephant in the room.
0: <laughs> the black the black quarterback it, in the room.
1: It, it is Dave. I'm telling you, I have I, I drive to work listening. I come home listening, and it is oh Lamar can't do it. He runs too much, and a lot of black callers. You guys don't give him a chance. It is such a racial divide with Lamar Jackson, and it it's hysterical. I think he's
0: pretty good. Right. But you know what the I think NFL he's pretty good. You know what the NFL does not like, Jay? It does uh-huh. not like people smashing through walls that have been set up. And when I say walls, I don't mean black white walls. I mean walls of well, a quarterback is a passer. He's supposed to drop back, read the field in two point four seconds, and deliver a ball on time through a Nats' ass right to a receiver. That's the that's the wall. They don't like quarterbacks who break the wall to a certain degree, and I think that's what maybe Lamar Jackson is facing. It's also true, though, that running quarterbacks do not last. They do not last.
1: Very true. But he, he threw for one-something and ran for 70. That's pretty That that's You know what? That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. By the way, Josh Allen is a running quarterback. He had Literally 99 true. yards. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky can run, but this stereotype uh, that it's only black quarterbacks. No, it's not. Right, but there's quarterbacks now.
0: Right, but there. But okay, there's a difference between a running quarterback and a quarterback who can run. Fair.
1: Yes, very much so. Yes,
0: and so Deshaun
1: Deshaun Watson is a quarterback who can run. Right, but he's a great passer.
0: Yes, he's a good passer.
1: Okay, sorry. Good passer. That word great. No, that word great. I threw that out there. No, yeah, hey, right. I'll take I'll, I'll take that one back. I'll uh, take that one back.
0: I, I want to leave something for a young Deshaun to aspire to still. He's he's really good. It's really good.
1: I like Deshaun a lot.
0: Yeah. Texans, my uh, my, my doppelganger, Billy O'Brien, he's now won eight in a row. They were talking about fire this bum back after week two. Now I was going to say he
1: was fired after week two, yeah. <laughs> now your boy with the cleft chin might make it again.
0: Funny how that is. God, this league is fascinating. So, so yeah, here, let me play this for you. This is my favorite little scene from Anchorman 2. Did you see Anchorman 2?
1: About a hundred times, yes. Okay.
0: Well, not everyone saw 2. Some people just saw 1. Uh, my wife has never seen Anchorman, believe it or not.
1: I got questions about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it a guy movie?
1: It's a, it's a guy movie, but... No, no, no! You know what? It's an everybody no. movie. It's an everybody movie. Right. missus dave Zay's got to get on
0: that. So when you when you talk about the elephant in the room regarding Lamar Jackson, all I can think of is Ron Burgundy in Anchorman Two when he starts <laughs> <Dave> blurting <laughs> out "black."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what. It is. Here, here. That's what it is. Here. I'm terribly sorry. I don't know why I can't stop saying "black." <laughs> the word "black."
0: black. Hello, Mr. Burgundy.
1: Black. Stop. black stop black stop saying black stop saying black he's like black he's like if, if I don't say it I'll pass out <laughs> what was this if I don't stop saying it I'll pass out what was station about the station by play? the played the the delicious Megan good what was her, I, she had like? Is a, that a, is like that who the is that name?
0: Is that who the the is that the actress that played yes. the black cable yes. news director that yes. Ron had to go work for? Megan Good, yes, Megan Good, she delicious, she is. dear. <laughs> <Exactly laughs> right. All right, well, while we're talking about the elephant in the room, because we're all one people, we're all God's that's, children. That's let's, right. Let's go. Let's go to topic number two, which is interesting, which is the Baker Mayfield. Hugh Jackson exchange and comments after the game on Sunday. Now, listen up sports fans, football season is heating up and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football basketball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet sides, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event, even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag to open an account and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code ZABE. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Secondary Day 2 talking point that has emerged, and of course ESPN promulgates this across all their platforms, goes something like this, Jay. Did Baker Mayfield cross a line with his comments about Hugh Jackson? I'll I'll hang up up and listen to your answer off the air. Black!
1: (laughs) I just think he's stupid. Did he not know that Hugh was fired and he just didn't leave under his own volition? To go to the team down the street, as he likes to say, he's right. just stupid. He's just dumb. That's that's all. All
0: right. Did you have a problem with anything that Baker Mayfield did, did not do, or said after uh, that game?
1: Well, well no. I, I had a problem with him saying that Hugh left. That was that I hated that because Hugh was fired. Okay. He he shook his hand respectfully after the game. That was fine. But yeah. I just have a problem. With he, him just saying, wanna, he just didn't
0: want it. He just didn't want to bro hug him. That's all.
1: Which right. I mean, I,
0: yeah. I respect that. I don't think you should bro hug a coach who you might have thought sucked and whose record, by the way, kinda indicates he sucks.
1: Oh, it kinda indicates no he does suck.
0: <laughs> so he didn't want to bro hug him, but maybe the comments, if they didn't go too far, maybe they were misguided because you know Hugh is trying to stay relevant. He's trying to stay in the league, basically and so he takes the first and only job he's going to get offered with uh, with Marvin, who's about to get his ass fired. You know that they may give the job to Hugh after Marvin's gone? How funny I would that heard, be?
1: I have heard that piece of crap. If that happens, the, the, the Bengals deserve to, deserve to get what they what's coming to them. A <laughs> mediocre football team forever.
0: Haven't they already had that forever, basically?
1: Forever. That's true. That's Well, Sam Weiss.
0: Yeah, okay. You're uh, going way back. You're going to the 80s now, early 90s, I should say.
1: And and I will say, the game where, uh, Van Oelhofen oh, rolled up on yeah. when he rolled up on Carson Palmer, they were going to win that game.
0: They were I rolling the Steelers. They, they were, were gonna rolling win that game. They were so, also going to win the game two years ago. Before Pac-Man Jones and Vontez Berfick decided to make it a game of prison football and lose their ever loving minds.
1: That was their uh, that was self-inflicted, but the Kimovan Oha, yeah. that was that was that was his fault. Yeah. But they were going to win that game.
0: Do you ever think of football teams like planets in the solar system? I often <laughs> I often talk about which planets in the NFL solar system are the quote farthest from the sun. Meaning the most Pluto? desolate barren, cold, and lifeless.
1: Uh, Detroit, Cleveland, (laughs) Oakland, (laughs) Buffalo, the Jets.
0: And the the orbits do change, obviously, because Oakland has had success in the past. Some planets, like Detroit, they're always searching for life on planet Detroit. And every couple of years, a researcher says, I think we found it. We found water on the far side of planet Detroit and we think there's growing life there. They could be a playoff. No, there's not. It's it's a barren planet. They're never going to win. Yeah,
1: Miami. Another one.
0: Past past glory, though.
1: Yeah, but, but for the last 10 years, desolate?
0: Absolutely. And then there's planets but, that are abundant and rich with life, like New England. How
1: about, pla- how about Planet Redskin?
0: Planet Redskin is interesting. We had a we used to be a vibrant planet, Jay. We had wonderful ecosystems, jungles and mountains and snow-capped ranges and a wild diverse you know life forms all over the planet. And then an asteroid hit us. An asteroid That's called Danster. Dan Sp- <laughs> 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 and it wiped out almost all life on planet Redskin. We have been Trying to get the planet back in balance and harmony, but it has been a long slog. That's our planet right there. Here, here's I really the thing. Hope you can do it. All right, here's the thing. On the uh, email, you can email uh, me here uh, at zayvdyahoo.com. Describe your football team as a planet, and what is your planet's story?
1: <laughs> Asteroid slider. <laughs> <laughs> I love that
0: one. Oh, gosh. All right. What else do you want to talk about before we get to FDG for the week?
1: Uh, Do we want to broach the Dwight Howard stuff, or are you just going to stay away from that?
0: Let's go. The internet is a place rife with rumors and thirsty girls. Shut up, doggy. Who is that?
1: That's the one that's the good one.
0: The good (laughs) one. Why, why is she barking? Is there a black guy at the front door?
1: No, he's barking because someone walks by the house. Oh, okay. uh, the, the Dwight Howard story is just so delicious. But okay, first of all, here, let me Dwight set it Howard. up.
0: Let me set it okay. up, and then I'll, I'll give ahead. way to you. Uh, Dwight Howard, one of his, quote, girlfriends, went <laughs> went on to Twitter with screen caps of text messages with audio recordings of phone conversations with photos and other stuff alleging that Dwight Howard likes to swing not just both ways, but But every way.
1: (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: No. Although it's not viewed very well amongst some in the NBA, where let's also talk about one of the big issues. The homophobia and the transphobia in the NBA is strong. Despite yes. the league wanting to portray itself as progressive and inclusive and very woke, the players themselves are still not that many clicks off of Tim Hardaway, who once came out and said, I'll just say it. I don't like gay people.
1: So He was, by the way, the great announcer, Tim Hardaway. I always say that.
0: Timmy Hardaway. Killer crossover. Okay.
1: All
0: right. So 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 the so the, this this woman that, you know was hell-bent to destroy Dwight Howard's reputation, who claimed that she had been being harassed and stalked and threatened by Dwight and some, quote, pastor?
1: Pastor. Oh,
0: God. I don't know who to believe. All I know is there are some evil women out there that take shit public. That's all I got to say. I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air.
1: I have never liked Dwight Howard. Do you remember when Dwight Howard came into the league? I believe... His quote was, I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm 90% right. I want to put Christ on the logo. He came in as this good Christian young man. Well, you know what? 15 years later, he has seven baby mamas, <laughs> and Lord knows what else. He is such a phony. Never he been married, though.
0: Those... Never been married, apparently.
1: No, no, he's not been married, but I thought, has a lot I thought,
0: of kids. I thought Kwame Brown was the one that wanted to put... The... No, that was
1: that was Dwight Howard.
0: All right, I'll look that up while you keep talking. Okay, so go ahead. So so and Dwight Howard starts he... trending on Twitter and people are saying in their Twitter timelines, "Oh, now I know why Dwight Howard's trending." And everybody pulled up the any kind of gif they could find of somebody with their eyes bugging out or making an expression like, "Ooh, here we go." <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <laughs>
1: yeah. My my favorite one my favorite you said GIF. Is it GIF?
0: I get GIF? it wrong all the time. It's it's GIF. It's okay. GIF. It's one one or the other. Who knows?
1: There is a there is a GIF of Magic Johnson's son on the phone, and underneath the caption reads, "Hey Dad, can we get Dwight back to the Lakers?" Oh, that was the best one. Oh
0: God, <laughs> that was the best. Oh God, <laughs> because Magic's <laughs> yes. son happens to be gay. Not that there's anything wrong. Anything
1: here, wrong with that? Yes. Wow.
0: So, you know, but like a lot of things on the internet, it, it blows over and people take it for what it is and life goes on. I don't on. know
1: about this one blowing over. How can you go on the court now? You know, players talk, you know, Draymond Green will use this to his advantage when they play against the Washington oh, Wizards.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely.
1: Players yeah. talk a lot of shit on the court.
0: Yeah. Here's the, uh, here's the quote from Dwight Howard. I'm just reading the expert. When Dwight Jr. looks at the NBA logo, he imagines a cross sleeping. That's when you want to be out there working.
1: Good old Dwight Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Seven baby mamas later. Yeah.
0: Gets yeah. so late, late. expensive. You know who else has a lot of kids with different women? Is Future. Steve Garvey. Well, Steve Garvey, <laughs> yes. But Future I was watching Wendy Williams the other day, Jay. You're not in the demo. You know that, right? I know. My my middle-aged white guy friendly portal to all things about the community, about the culture, right? And she's going through, like, all of, you know, Future's, you know, exes and misses and baby mamas. And they've got like a grid that looks like the Brady Bunch with, you know, not seven different women and future in the middle. Like he's Alice in the Brady Bunch open. And it's like connecting the dots. And, and and yeah,
1: yeah. Here's what you need to know about having kids out of wedlock. I had a friend, I have a friend who I think when he was like 22, he'd had like three kids. He was so in debt with, Paying his baby mamas, he had to join the military to get Lord from have mercy. He Lord had have to join mercy. the military to get from under all the payments. Lord have mercy. That's the, the, there you go. That's that, all you need so, to know.
0: So he joined the military and then he kept volunteering to be on the front lines all the right. time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Back to Iraq. Back
0: to Iraq. Yeah. He's like, damn it, they're gonna eventually one of those Iraqis is gonna hit me right between the eyes and this will all be over. <laughs> This will all end. All right, let's play FTG, shall we? I'm going to roll the music, and I'll cue you when it's time for you to unload. Here we go. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. (laughs) Ha ha, fuck that guy.
1: (laughs) Fuck that guy.
0: All right, Jay, here we go. FTG for the week. Who is it? Lin Swann.
1: Oh boy. Fuck you Lin Swann for hiring Clay for bringing back Clay Helton.
0: Hello? You there, Jay? My
1: phone dropped. Oh, okay. <laughs> the most overqualified, overrated wide receiver in the history hold
0: on. of the Steelers franchise. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can barely Can barely the hear you, Jay. Princess. I can I can barely hear you. Is the phone upside down?
1: Is the substitute teacher.
0: Jay, Bad. Jay, 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 can barely hear you. What happened there?
1: I dropped my phone.
0: Well, I know, hard. but when you Sorry. picked it up, it sounded like you had it upside down or something.
1: No, I, I had to hit the unmute button. Oh, okay. All
0: right, so, yeah, Clay Helton has been trending the wrong direction. After... Trending? Well, I looked at his year by years. He was like 11-4 and four and 10-3, and three, and then it's been going south.
1: Well, because he has terrible assistance. Like, he literally looks like the substitute teacher that stayed too long. Like, you see him on the sideline. He has that look. When you get, like, five-star recruits and your program is this bad, you should never be five and seven at USC. That yeah. should never happen.
0: But you know what, though? Pete Carroll ruined it for everybody because before Pete Carroll, USC was also walking in the woods and not the glamour program that Pete Carroll shined it up to be.
1: Carroll, okay. Again, Pete Carroll. coaching.
0: I know. Well, Pete Carroll begat Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin lasted a couple years, then got left on a tarmac, <laughs> kicked off a bus. That was classic. He begat Steve Sarkeesian. Actually, on an interim basis, after Kiffin was Eddie gone, o. Eddie O was there. Eddie oh, yeah, go, go, Tigers, go Tigers, go Tigers. Go SC, yeah, go SC. Go Trojans. Right. Go Trojans. And, and, and they had Helton as, an, as another interim guy after Orgeron, but then they went to Sarkeesian. And Sarkeesian was great until there was a preseason banquet that got sideways, and then he had to go. And then Helton came in, and now Helton's going to go as well.
1: So yes, because I remember when, when Helton got high, they were like, "Oh well, you know the the adults are in the room again." Eh, not really that much, no.
0: All right, do the you want? That's terrible. Do you want Mike Garrett back as your AD at USC?
1: No. Okay. Need, no, Mike Garrett was terrible also. So you want Lynn Swan had out, had, and had you Haden want? Was terrible.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you want Lynn Swan out and you want Mike Helton out.
1: I, guess. I want Clay gone. I Clay want Helton. Lynn Sorry.
0: Yeah. Who's Mike Helton? Ball player, right?
1: Mike Helton was the first baseman for the Rockies. God Todd Helton. You. Todd Helton. That was Todd Helton.
0: There is a Todd Mike Helton. Helton. I don't know who it is. Jay, as always, fun to talk to you. Thank you for your time. Go walk the dogs. Who let the dogs out? Woo, woo, woo. And we'll check in next week. Thank you, Zay. Hi right, buddy, there you go. Jay Catrell. Let's end on this today. How much would you pay for a sport jacket? Or is it sports plural jacket? You don't play sports in it, but no, it's just a jacket. That's not part of a suit. That is a business accessory. I have several sport coats or sport jackets. And apparently, my lovely wife says I need another. This is because I do one television hit per week on a 30-minute Redskin show, and I love doing it, uh, Redskin Showtime. Tune in, Sunday mornings, 11.30 a.m. at WRC Channel 4, Washington, D.C. And I keep telling my wife, I'm like, but nobody charts my jackets. Even though I've got two or three I wear, they're not going, eh, starting to see the same old jacket on Fat So Zabin. Time to get them a new uh, deal, but you know, wives want their husbands to look good, and she's you know nudging me. Go get a jacket. Go get a jacket. So I go to the mall, and I go into J C. Penny, and I go right to the sale rack. All right, what do I got on sale here? And I think I got a jacket for seventy nine bucks. And I thought, all right, it's a pretty good deal to me. A sport coat is a hundred and twenty nine dollar item. That's what I feel okay about spending for a sport coat. I got one on sale for 79 bucks. I felt pretty good. March it back home with a pair of pants, show my wife. As soon as she sees the bag on where it's from, she's like, honey, no. And I go, what? And then we get into the whole song and dance about quality and make and craftsmanship and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, fine take it back to the mall she said go to Joseph A bank all right go to Joseph A bank helpful sales woman there is pointing me around gets me in the right size measures me up and it's a 200 dollar sport coat all right eh, a little bit more than i wanted to spend so i start looking around and i see you know some other sport coats at Joseph A bank that are in the 129 range or thereabouts and I'm like, well, what, what about that? Do you have any in my size over there? And she's like, no, these are it right here. <laughs> and I didn't bother to go look to think, is she trying to upsell me on this? Who knows? So anyway, I settled for the $200 sport coat. And when I'm going to pay for it, I notice on the tag it says, normally retails at $699. And I said, Right someone's going to pay $700 for a sport coat. Right. But when I got home and I showed my wife, and she was quite happy, she said, that looks really lovely, honey. Very nicely done. Good job. And I said, yeah, but look at this. $700 discounted at $200. Who's zooming who, as the song goes? And she said, oh, no. People will pay that much for a sport coat. In fact, she said people will pay as much as $1,700 for a single sport coat. And I'm like, yeah, sure, John Legend maybe, or some other celebrity, not normal people. It's just a coat. And then she brings up the electronics thing to me and says, well, you, you'll you buy a camera that does this or a phone that does that. And I go, but that's a technological marvel All the tiny microchips and processors and engineering that goes into that. you kidding me? This is a coat. She's like, well, there's a lot of tailoring that goes on and fine textiles. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, but still. Anyway, how much would you pay for a sport coat? To me, a sport coat is a $129 item, period. Sometimes you pay a bit more, sometimes a bit less. That's my price point. That's just the way I see it. Listen up, sports fans, football season is heating up and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football. Basketball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet sides, predict scores, track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in game live action on every major league event even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag to open an account and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag. Promo code ZABE. No deposit is necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. That'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell three friends. Get the ZabeCast app. Subscribe to Football Five Ways Friday. I've got Richard Deitch of The A- A- Athletic joining me on Friday. Uh, We're going to talk about NFL announcing teams and specifically the Monday Night Football booth. That should be fun. And you can email me with topics and suggestions at, zabe at Yahoo.com. Now go out and watch some SpongeBob SquarePants in honor of Steven Hillenburg, the creator of that cartoon, who unfortunately died of ALS at age 57, pour one out for SpongeBob and Steven Hillenburg. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.